from the Acts of the Apostles. While the man who had been cured still clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astonished, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? as though by our own power or piety we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One, and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And it is Jesus' name itself and faith in that name that has made strong this man whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is, Jesus, who must remain in heaven until the time of universal restoration that God announced long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you from your own people a prophet like me, you must listen to whatever he tells you. And it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. Now all the prophets, as many have us spoken, from Samuel and those after him, also predicted these days. You are the descendants of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your ancestors, <laughs> saying to Abraham, and in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. O Lord our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. What are be human beings that you are mindful of them, 
mortals that you care for them. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. You have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. All sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The two disciples told the eleven and their companions what had happened on the road to Emmaus and how Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. 
praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And so, dear friends, as we continue this Easter week, our tour, as it were, of the Easter appearance narratives, we come to Luke's climactic account of Jesus' appearance in that upper room. As you see, it follows directly, immediately, on what we heard yesterday where Jesus appeared to those two disciples on the road to Emmaus. But something occurs to me that's kind of remarkable in the coming together of those two stories. When the two disciples, having now recognized the Lord Jesus in the breaking of the bread, when they went running back to Jerusalem and encountered the others, did the others not shout out, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And it was only then that the two disciples began to tell their story of what had happened to them on the road. It started with them being accosted by all the others saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon Peter. So you would think that the others, the ones who were still behind, were filled with rejoicing because the Lord has been raised from the dead and they have taken and believed the witness of Simon Peter. Well, now all of a sudden Jesus is standing in the midst of them and they're startled and they're terrified and they think they're seeing a ghost and they are disbelieving and they are wondering You see how difficult it is, and we're getting more and more evidence of that as the week goes on, how difficult it is for people to accept the evidence of their own eyes, of their own experience. Jesus is indeed raised from the dead, and yet he seems to have to keep convincing them of that fact over and over and over again. And not only convincing them that he has been raised from the dead, but convincing them that it's still him. That he is risen Lord, yes, but he is Jesus. He is the very one whom they walked amongst. And he tells them, see, touch, experience the wounds. Take note of the fact that this is flesh and blood. Watch me eat something so that you get a real sense that this is still truly a human being. Though, of course, everything is changed. It's similar, and yet it's not. It's the same, and yet it's completely different. The Gospel writers are actually trying to convey that very point. That we are talking about the same Jesus, but that paradoxically, everything is the same and nothing is the same, nor will it ever be the same again. 
And what is our task? To get used to that. To get used to that fact. Nothing is ever the same again once one has encountered the risen Lord Jesus. And that's true of the spirit and the heart of each person, even if we are among those whom, as we will see on Sunday, are considered blessed because we have believed even though we have not seen. It still remains the case that an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus, however he comes to us, means that from this point forward, everything that is and was the same both is and yet isn't and never will be again. The resurrection and the Lord's coming to us in risen glory makes all the difference. All the difference in the world, all the difference well beyond this world. It is the pivot point, the change point for our very existence. And the apostles, in their struggle, show us the way, because we also know what it is like to struggle with our relationship with Jesus, with our sense that he is encountering us, or our confusion about whether he is encountering us. We struggle with all that kind of thing, especially when the events of life, whether our individual or family lives, our business life, our social life, or the life of the world undergoes great upheaval and confusion. We really, really struggle. But the message is clear and it cuts through the darkness and the confusion, cuts through the muck. Jesus is alive and nothing is ever the same again. So what does Jesus end up doing in the final part of his, this appearance to his apostles? He does effectively the same thing he did with those two on the road to Emmaus. He speaks to how everything that was longed for, prophesied, everything was leading to this. It has all been fulfilled in him. And then he commissions. You never have the risen Lord appearing without him commissioning, sending forth. Repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name of the Messiah to all nations, and you are the witnesses of all these things. So I guess we'd better get through our confusion quickly in order that we might be able to be witnesses to Jesus. But one might say, I can't get through my confusion, especially now. There's no way I can get through that quickly or easily. I'm more confused than ever. I'm experiencing myself as lost and isolated in every way. But there is where the power of the risen Lord in the Pentecost spirit descends upon us and makes all the difference. And how do we become a witness of Jesus? We just begin doing it. We just simply begin doing it. We begin to radiate what he has planted within us. A new joy takes over. Our words become words of strength. It isn't our doing. It's his doing. We're yielding to him. We're letting him do it. This is what resurrection power is all about. And our gospels this week are meant not just to be delightful stories that we admire and take pleasure in, or even that we simply take hope in. They are meant to be a grabbing us 
and making us brand new so that in our faith, our hope, our love, we are renewed and we become all that we have always been made to be. Our baptism and confirmation in Christ and in his spirit calls us to that and propels us forward. And each of us in our own way can be that witness and must be. Come, Lord Jesus. Closing words from Father Martin. He is risen. Thank you for celebrating with us through our podcasts. We pray they have inspired you through Lent and helped you prepare for this time of great grace, joy, and renewal of faith. This was our second series of podcasts. Our first was for Advent. Over the next few months, we will be planning more initiatives to help serve members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please continue to visit our website for news and to access our podcast archives. Easter is a time of joy and renewal of faith. May God bless you and your family abundantly.